It's time to jump into the Wayback Machine and go back to the 80s. I am your host, Golden Jay, and with me as always, Frankie Vegas. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And we are here to take (laughs) you back, unbuttoned pants and all, to one of the greatest decades ever. So let's begin. Let's do it. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving. As you're listening to this, we're sure that your belly is full and your heart is full and your wallet is empty. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, uh, I hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving meal if you're listening later in the day. And and, um, just remember, me and Frankie are here working hard. For your Thanksgiving afternoon. There we go. Absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't have it any other way. So what, what, what are your Thanksgiving plans? Uh, my Thanksgiving is a little different this year. Normally, uh, we would actually do uh, everything on Thanksgiving. Um, but this year, uh, Sky and Jess are in Japan right now. The hell are they doing in Japan? They're on their... Uh, they're on their honeymoon. You know, it's only been over a year ago, yeah. but <laughs> they're on their honeymoon. They love Japan. They were there once before. Um, they love it over there. This time they went with uh, Amanda and Nick. You know Amanda as the, uh, the, uh, the th- I don't want to call her the third host. She's not the third host. She's just co-host. one of the co-hosts of yeah. A Court of Books and Booze. And her husband, Nick, who's been on Court of Books and Booze, been on um, The Call Guys, been on um, The Guys with Issues. So... Yeah, he's uh, no uh, stranger to the podcast world. Um, they're off in Japan, so we'll, we'll we will have the grandkids on Thanksgiving Day. Um, Gunner and Sarah have plans with Sarah's mom. They always do something down. Mama they a, Mills. They, Mama Mills. I love Mama Mills. <laughs> Mama Mills is amazing. Um, they're going down there to do um, the Thanksgiving traditions that they've kind of adapted. Um, the the fun run. Gunner's gonna go run in the the turkey leg run or whatever that is, and and um, uh, I don't know if they're gonna do the tea room this year or not. I think Gunner got sick eating at the tea room last <laughs> year, so I don't know if they're gonna do that. But anyways, um, we've actually moved all of our Thanksgiving plans to Saturday. Oh, okay. So Skyler and Jess will be back. They're flying in late Friday night. Um, and then we'll just head up to Gunners and uh, spend the spend the day. And I'm gonna smoke my uh, smoke a turkey, smoke a tr- turkey, turkey breast. I thought you were gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna smoke a turkey breast. <laughs> I'm not gonna do a whole turkey. Frankie, do you know why the turkey was wearing stilts? I don't know. Because nobody eats a flamingo on Thanksgiving. <laughs> 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 I think that was a fake laugh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Anyways, that was good. Um. So, yeah, uh, we'll be at Gunner's on Saturday for Thanksgiving. I think we'll do something here at the house with the kids, with the grandkids, um, just because they'll be here and we want to, like, celebrate a little bit. But we're not going to go, like, crazy. How about you? What's your plans? Uh, I think, assuming I get my my uh, oven went out, my igniter went out. So if we get that fixed before... Thanksgiving, we're supposed to have it over at our house. So you, uh, uh, okay, so I'm going to ask this: you can't ignite it with um, with a uh, no. one of those long things. No, it's a. I mean, it's a gas stove, 
But for some reason, there's nowhere to, you can't light it. It's got to be a, the clicker right thingy. I'm, I got a buddy working on it, so yeah, cool. he, he ordered a part. Hopefully, well, hopefully we he's over there now, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to follow up on that. Is Thanksgiving saved. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we're going to have the kids and grandkids over. And, right on. You know, we usually don't have it at our house because we got a small house. But my sister in law, who usually hosts Thanksgiving, since my mother in law moved out of her house and moved in with her, ah. she got a big house. So she had everybody come over there for like Thanksgiving, Christmas. Right. But she got to work. She's a nurse and oh, nurses, yeah. you know. They don't get holidays. They don't. Yeah, they holidays don't exist in their world. It, uh, it, I, I lived in. I've lived in that medical world for thirty-one years. I've been extremely fortunate that the jobs that I have, I'm able to take the holiday days yeah. off. Yeah. Uh, I think I worked one Christmas one time when I was still working housekeeping early okay. on. But um, that was God. That's been thirty years ago. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'm very fortunate to be able to have the holidays. Yeah, you off. work in a hospital or. Somewhere where you got to be there, yeah. you have no choice. You know, you got to have a lot of respect for the people who do that. Absolutely, because, you know they don't get. Uh, I I'll tell you what else you got to have respect for those for for medical workers on the time change. Yeah, and those people that are working the overnights when the fucking clock goes back. Mm-hmm. You know, do they work an extra hour? Do they get paid that extra hour? Because you know, how does that work out? Oh, no, I'm not sure. I don't know either. I figured you'd know the answer. I to that. do not know. Yeah. Uh now does J Dub does she get holidays off with her position? Or absolutely. Is, okay, yeah. I didn't yeah. know with her position, you know, yeah. if she had yeah. to be there on holidays or I think that she's like on an on call basis. If something comes up that needs to be attended to, I think mm. I think she would you know, she would take care of it and, okay. and so on and so forth. But, um, yeah, she kind of falls in, we're in the same department. So yeah. it, it, she's fortunate enough to be able to, uh, you know, have the holidays off also. So, um, you know, there is always a build up to the holiday, you know, making sure everything is stocked up and ready to go and mm-hmm. that everybody has plenty of stuff to kind of get through those days. Christmas is a prime example of, um, they try to make sure that uh, they get everybody kind of home for the holidays, you know. So if there's somebody in there who is, you know, is close to being, you know, we're able to be released, they try to make sure that uh, that all these people are actually home for Christmas and not stuck in a, in a hospital. But you know, I've seen that over the years. Not everybody gets to go home. I mean, you know, there mm-hmm. are there are people that are sick and cannot go home, but. Um, they try to make sure that they get it kind of cleared out and, and, um, you know, so everybody gets to spend the holidays at home. So in that case, then you don't need as much stock. You're not using as many IV tubings or IVs or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it, you know, behind the scenes. Everybody makes fun of, uh, hospitals for charging a hundred dollars for an aspirin, but you know, there's a lot that goes into making sure you, that aspirin is there. Oh yeah. You know? Uh, that's a stupid yeah, that's a stupid thing to say i mean it's an aspirin you know but mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah but you know what i'm but saying yeah, yeah i know no i know my my mom worked in like nursing homes her whole life uh my stepdad was a, a nurse a male nurse uh-huh. so i understand their they their jobs are a lot harder than what you think absolutely I, I don't think people put enough respect into that you know that's why they get paid the big bucks absolutely you know? yep 
Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's why they make the big money because yeah. you know they're they're expected to be there to drop up a hat. Mm-hmm. You know they they can't get sick. You know oh, yeah. they have to be there. If their person calls in that's supposed to relieve them, they yep. don't get to go home. Uh, yep, exactly. <laughs> oh man, we've been down that road a couple times too. Holy shit. <laughs> Uh, that's just part, and you know that going in, so it's not like it's a big surprise, right. you know, right. when you go into that field. Yep, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But yeah, I do have a lot of respect for the the nurses and the nurses aides who who put in all their time and and honestly, the education and all the shit that they have to go through to get that degree is pretty intense too. I mean, it's a lot of shit that I I would never ever be able to. Uh do they do things that i would never be able to do too you know well, there's, yeah. there's certain aspects of oh yeah my sister-in-law christine man she just you know she's not supposed to like share stories and stuff right. and she doesn't usually but you know she'll give us ideas of how rough her job right. is and it's just like and the hours she puts in is just astronomical oh my gosh yeah. and <laughs> I couldn't do it. I just couldn't. I mean, the money she made killer money, but I don't know that it'd be worth it. Uh, it makes you wonder sometimes, doesn't yeah. it? Well, I mean, uh, you know, we talk about hospital and we talk about my buddy Chuck uh, and the hours that he works. I mean, I was talking to him one day over lunch and and uh, he had called me one day and I'm like, why are you calling me at like seven o'clock at night? And he's like, oh, I'm still here. I'm like, holy crap, dude. <laughs> Respect. I mean, he puts yeah. the hours in. That I, I once again, there's another job that I couldn't handle. You know, couldn't handle the numbers and and thinking oh, outside yeah. of the box to make things happen and all the stuff that he does. It'd be hard, man. Yeah, yeah, no unbelie- unbelievable. So, but uh, you would do that here though for a golden image. Oh, you golden oh, I do that. You know, you this is there. this is a 24 hour mine going yeah. here, Frankie. The only time that. I don't think about it as when the mass singer's on and I'm watching the mass singer. You ever watched? Them? I haven't watched. I, I probably like the third season with the last season. <laughs> Sorry, man. I love that show, but Marty hates it. Really? How so come? I don't get to watch. I don't know. She, I don't know. She, oh, I do know why. She doesn't like, um, oh, what the hell's his name? Ken. Oh, she doesn't like Ken John? Yeah, Ken John. Yeah, she does not. Ken John, Ken, I know no. exactly oh. who. But, but I mean, that's that. But and that's uh, his bit. I yeah, mean, you know. I know. That's what I try to explain to her. <laughs> She's like, she just can't handle it. I, I I think he's hilarious. I do too. I I I love it. I love the I love the sitting her listening, watching the clues and all that, and trying to figure it out. Um, Are you pretty good at it? No, no. The first the first the first season, the first episode. Uh-huh. I got the first guy right off the bat of who it was. Right. Tommy Chong. Oh, no. Yeah. No, everybody in the fucking world got Tommy Chong. Singing, I was like, Tommy <laughs> Chong, man. No, <laughs> I, I got, even I got Tommy and Chong. And I thought, yeah. oh, that's going to be, this is going to be such an easy show. It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, I got Tommy Chong. The other one that, uh, I, I picked a couple of them. I've gotten a couple of them uh, off clues and, you know, you're like, am I right? And then you're like, oh, I don't even know who the fuck that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's some I've nailed. One of them I got, I think it was last season, uh, they were up there uh, singing, and I'm like, I know this voice. I know this voice. I've heard this voice. I know this singing voice. It's fucking uh, Chris Chris Jericho. And I'm like, 
Jericho. That's fucking Fozzie. That is Chris Jericho. I know. Oh, uh, Anthony Edwards was one that I got this year. Oh, really? Yeah, because he did something in the middle of the song. He said something, and I'm like, fuck, I know who that is. <laughs> I know that voice. I know that. So, um, Did but, he feel the need for speed? Is that what he said? Feel the need? Anthony, Anthony Edwards? Edwards? Yeah. Um, no, I think we're th- thinking about two different people. Because isn't that Anthony Edwards? Which one are you thinking of? Anthony Edwards is the uh, uh, the guy from Blackish, the lead the lead guy from Blackish. Oh, that's uh, Anthony. Um, I got it wrong, didn't I? Uh, shoot. It's not Edwards. It's Anthony. Oh shit, Richard. What is it? Anthony. God, no, I got it wrong. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, let's. He's on it. He's on, on it. Hold on, Google. Anthony Anderson. Anderson, Anthony. Wait, okay, so Anthony Edwards is who? That is, uh, that would be Goose from. Gotcha. Top Gun. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's why I said Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge that's probably the why. Nerds. That's probably yeah. why that's in my head. Yeah. Sorry, man. Sorry, listeners. I got the wrong one, but I, I did get him. I did. I did okay. Anthony Anderson. I did get him. I knew who it was from his. From his voice when he it's actually spoke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we are we gonna stop. We're pumping the brakes right here. We are not going any farther than no. that. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I just don't want to say something that's gonna get me in trouble. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, what do you got for me? Oh, for the question of the pod, eighties edition. Um. Yeah, Thanksgiving. What's your favorite Thanksgiving memory from when you were a little Golden Jay? A little Golden Jay? Yeah. Uh, that's your... actually a super easy one. Okay. I've I've been asked this question before, and I do I do have a straight up oh, straight up answer. I asked a question and then asked. Damn it. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. No, I don't even remember what was asked before. But anyway, my favorite memory goes back to my grandma's house when I was little. Um, I had gotten a racetrack, you know, one of those, you know, had the squeeze things. You remember mm-hmm. those noises that it makes where you oh, squeeze yeah, it yeah. and the metal or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a little electric, and it was just a figure eight. And I had it set up in the off room right out of the kitchen, and I was just sitting there playing with it, just going around and around. And um, uh, my Uncle Max, which, okay, so put this in th- put this into perspective. My grandfather's sister was Blanche, and her husband was Max, and they lived down in down in Bluffton. And that was our tradition at that time: was they always came for Thanksgiving. We always had a full house at Thanksgiving uh, back when I was young. But I remember uh, Uncle Max coming over, and Uncle Max was probably well, he was retired, so you know he was, uh, you know, probably mid to late 60s or maybe even close to 70 at this time and I remember I was laying on the floor playing with this and he come in and laid down the floor with me and we raced cars for I don't know half hour 45 minutes we just sat there the two of us and, <laughs> and just raced cars and that's one of my fondest memories of Thanksgiving there are others don't get me wrong oh, yeah. I miss my grandfather and my grandma a lot oh I'm sure um and you know the food was always amazing, and it was always a big spread. But yeah, that's one of my fondest memories. How about you? Well, you know, for me, Thanksgiving always held a special place for me, just because. And I don't have one specific, honestly. 
because, you know, Thanksgiving was always great because I didn't get to see my cousins a lot, you know. Right, right, right. You know, throughout the year, here, there, maybe. But Thanksgiving, that was like everybody was always there, you know. Had a couple cousins that that was the only time I seen them. Right, them. right. And, you know, just going out to my grandparents' house, you know, they lived out on a big farm. You know, we, us kids would go hang out in the barn, just, just fucking around, just doing all that shit. The food was amazing, like you said. Yeah. You know, that's the thing that sticks out. It's just how good the food was, the desserts. <laughs> Which loved, we talked about last episode. Yeah, loved the desserts, man. <laughs> um, yeah, but not one specific, because they were always so much fun. Right. You know, Christmas was like kind of the same way, but, you know, it wasn't that long in between seeing my yeah. cousins. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although as a kid, it seemed like it maybe, but... You well, know. if you're a kid waiting on Christmas, it seemed like forever. Oh, yeah. Now it's like, yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, God, Bobby, we got to get this fucking shit done before. Damn. Shit, we got to get this shit done, uh, Bobby. <laughs> like, <laughs> damn, you could, you've only got four weeks, you know. Yeah. And that's not very long, folks. No. that That's yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. Bad news. Yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, th- like that's the thing. It's just the memories of... You know, playing with my cousins and yep. just doing doing what we did, you know, and seeing my family. And, you know, there was always the big family, you know, adult table. And then we kids sat out in the kitchen, which were two separate rooms, you know, big right. dining room and little kitchen. Kids, we got our own little kitchen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so we were, you know, being mischievous, I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, absolutely, 100% sure. You know? Hey, can I ask you a quick, quick, quick question? Yeah. Potatoes, real or instant? Oh, my my grandmother never did anything instant, so. But I mean today. Today. If today, what would you take today? Instant I'm trying or to real? think. I, I'm not a potato guy. Oh, okay. I, I, I do stovetop instead of potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> but realistically, it just plain potato, mashed potatoes. Real, but right. I do like the instant like garlic mashed potatoes. Right, right. Four cheese maybe. Throw and a little four I, cheese. I'm not a cheese guy. Oh my Except god, Frank, you're killing I me. I like it on pizza, but for some reason I like mozzarella, <laughs> but like cheddar and that kind of. That's not taste. That's okay. I just it's always a debate. I like instant. I I would rather have. Uh, you know, Ohio, uh, uh, Idaho spud instant potatoes, yeah. or or even the Bob. I mean, the Bob Evans is it will yeah. turn people if you know those little packages you throw in the microwave. They will turn people from from real to instant. But it's always it's I'm always the odd man out. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, "How the fuck can you like those?" And I'm like, "I just like them better." Oh, there's nothing wrong with them. Everybody's rather have real. We're gonna have real potatoes. I'm like, okay, you can have real potatoes. It's just quicker. You know, if you love mashed potatoes and you want your mashed potatoes, it's just quicker to get the pouch, Absolutely. put it in with the water and butter. And, yeah, and be done. And, and it's be over. Done. What the you fuck? There's not a whole lot of difference. <laughs> They're just smoother usually. You know, I don't think there's a lot of difference. Hit me up. The Golden Image 80s at gmail.com. How do you like your potatoes? Real or instant? There's no wrong answer. Or stovetop. Do you would you just rather have stovetop? <laughs> or do you say fuck the potatoes altogether? You don't even bring any of that in. Mm-hmm. So hit us up. The Golden Image 80s at gmail.com. I expect to hear from you, Coach Rob. 
Yeah. <laughs> but actually, out of potatoes, I like my sweet potatoes better. My wife makes, uh, and she hates sweet potatoes, uh-huh. but she makes a killer sweet potato casserole. Nice. And I'm like, oh. Uh, he's, he, it's, it's midnight. It's uh, leading into Black Friday. Everybody's out shopping. Frankie's at home. They come home with bags of goodies and deals like you wouldn't believe. And Frankie Vegas is sitting on the kitchen floor, the refrigerator door open. That's the only light in the whole entire house. And he's covered in sweet potatoes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> you got a little something on you. No, I don't. I'm good. No, no, I'm saving it. <laughs> you all envisioned that. I was given the story, and you all totally envisioned it. You can see just the doors open, the lights on. <laughs> oh, I love it. Unfortunately, the sweet potato casserole does not last long. No, that's why you're eating it at midnight. Yeah, I get it. Well, yeah. it's... Yeah. Oh, I mean, are you eating yeah. it all while yeah, it's yeah. still it hot and fresh much, out of the oven? It gets pretty much eaten during the meal. Nice. Know? So it's a fan favorite. Yeah, except uh-huh. for her, except she doesn't like it. Well, I but mean, she makes it because you like it, and yeah. that's that's what a good partner does. Mm-hmm. That's what we do for our partners, mm-hmm. one way or the other. I'm not, I wouldn't want to say. I didn't want to say. Well, that's what a good wife does. <laughs> I would never <laughs> say that. Now, do you make anything special yourself for Thanksgiving? No. No, you don't cook? No. I am not a cook um, uh, on Thanksgiving. I actually like to stay away from the kitchen. I'm usually in charge of uh, carving the turkey. I usually get that job. Um, I will help cut up things and do whatever, but when it comes down to it, when we really get into it, um, I try to stay out of the way. Okay, what's Bobby's signature dish? Dish. Um, her, her, really, it's corn, corn souffle. Okay. Or corn casserole, or whatever you want to call it. I mean, everybody loves it. I, I'm not a fan of it. Hmm. Um, it's, I'm just, I don't know. It's just, it's for me. It's whether well, I don't think it's even a texture thing. I think it's just a taste thing. But hmm. I, uh, everybody loves it. So that's what she does. That, and she does a really, really, really good green bean casserole. Um, I don't like green bean casserole. That's just yeah, that's a hit or miss. Either you like it, or you hate it. I mean, yeah. it really, truly is a hit or miss. I so. mean, most people seem to love it. Really, but yeah. I don't. I don't. I just. I'm not a fan. Um, uh, I like my sweet potatoes. I like my well, my yams. We talked about that last yeah. uh, last episode. Yams. Um, and cranberry sauce. Uh, I'm trying to think what else we we we've been trying to downsize it over the years because we'd make so much yeah. fucking food and it would a, a lot of it would go to waste oh, you yeah. know so we've been trying to downsize as far as what we're doing so you know instead of doing six sides we're only doing maybe three sides or mm. um, that makes sense. Gunner has this thing with rolls that he does the the rolls he buys where he has to leave them out for like twelve hours to start to rise. Oh wow. And so they they're frozen, and he puts them in puts them in the uh, I don't even what a cupcake pan where there's two of them, and they set, and then they mold together when he cooks them, as they you know because they rise for twelve hours or whatever. I, sorry, Gunner, they could be less than twelve hours. I have no exactly idea, but <laughs> um, but then he cooks them, and they are the best fucking rolls ever. ever. I'm a bread guy. Mm. I'm a bread guy, so. I could eat those rolls I and can't, be nothing I, else. I can live with or without them, really. 
I mean, with rolls. I mean, right on. I mean, sometimes, yeah, good roll, you know. Sometimes they're not so good. Yeah. I've, I've had a few. I've had a few that we use for clay pigeons yeah. after Thanksgiving, yeah. too. You know, you, <laughs> you're talking about downsizing. But I found for, like, like go back to my grandmother when she would— she would never downside because it was always like, well, so-and-so like this, so I got to make that. Right, so-and-so right. like this, I got to make that. You absolutely. Know? Make sure everybody's happy. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the that's the thing with Thanksgiving. You're inviting all these people in your home. You want them all be fat and happy when they when they go home. And it's usually, yeah. I just, I just know that the bathrooms take a brutal, brutal beating a after brutal Thanksgiving. Beating. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like my uh, my wife's grandmother, before she passed away, every Thanksgiving, every holiday, she would bring over a homemade angel food cake. Oh. Because apparently, when my wife was little, one time made the comment that that was her favorite. <laughs> and so... From then on, she's always made one, and nobody else touched it. It would always be untouched. I mean, I would eat it by the, you know, right. When I come down to it, but you know, it's like she made it every year, but nobody really ever touched it. But one time, somebody said they really liked it. Your wife, yeah, my wife, yeah. yeah. You know, when she was a little kid, you know, it's my favorite, you know. So it's been made every year before she passed. And... I like a good angel food cake. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, put strawberries on there, some whipped cream. Or or just chocolate drizzle. Oh, yeah, you can do that, too. Caramel drizzle. God damn it, Frankie. We did this last week. Hey, it's, th hey, it's the Thanksgiving season. It is. It's food going to be come up. I know. Okay, let's move on. Are you ready to get into today's episode? Yeah, I am. Are you sure? I am. Absolutely. <laughs> He's like, I'd rather talk about food for a little bit longer. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. This 1985 independent teen coming-of-age film was written, produced, and directed by John, John Hughes <laughs> and starred Emilio Estevez, Paul Gleason, Anthony Michael Hall, Judd Nelson, Molly Ringwall, and Ali Sheedy. The film tells a story of five teenagers from different walks of life serving Saturday detention and learning about themselves and each other. Today, we are talking about one of the most iconic movies from the 80s, The Breakfast Club. And I am donning my Breakfast Club t-shirt tank yeah, top Yeah, this Thanksgiving. Because it's loose on the bottom. Loose on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Look at that those shirt. Guys. I want that shirt, man. <laughs> I found this at Big Lots in Warsaw. Oh wow. Yeah, for like ten bucks. Oh shit. Yeah. You can't beat that. No. Love this shirt. So there you go. We today we are talking about the Breakfast Club. Never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm I'm such a liar. And that's today's podcast, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> No, I've seen that movie so many. Oh my! I can't even count how many times I've watched. Can it you recite it? At one time, word for word. Word for word. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was super stoked to uh, to be able to cover this. This is this is one. Uh, Miami Vice was another. Uh, MacGyver was was one. So this is my trifecta of when we started Golden Eighties. This was you know the trifecta of the three that I wanted to cover. 
Um, this was growing up one of my all time favorite movies. Oh, absolutely! I loved this movie, and I could recite it word for word. Yep. Oh, and, yeah. Um, I was going to go back and watch it again. I did not get an opportunity. I couldn't. I was gonna go watch it, and everybody wants you to pay for it, and I'm I'm cheap right now. I can't. <laughs> Um, but I did watch a documentary on it. And... Nice. I bought, uh, years ago, I bought, uh, it, it looks like a little binder, a little school binder. It's, you know, it's only so big, but it's called the Brat Pack. And in it is the Breakfast Club, Weird Science, um, uh, 16 Candles. 16 Club, Candles, yeah. Pink. And I think there was only three movies on it. Oh, it was okay. 16 Candles. Um, but it was those three and it's, it's, it's really cool because it really is a three ring binder. You open it up and it has the sleeves for each movie oh, okay. and the fourth disc in it is the soundtrack from all those movies. Oh, so wow. it has all the songs, uh, you know, let's the most iconic song coming out of the breakfast club, simple minds. Don't forget about me. I think that people still today love that song. Has anybody ever remade that? You know, I I bet I could probably go on Spotify and find somewhere where somebody right because it seems like every song I look up, I see people have somebody unknown has remade it. You know, or I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly while while you get into this today's show here, I'm gonna quickly look that up on Spotify. Okay, take us away, Frankie. Where are you gonna go? No, um, <laughs> the Breakfast Club. I think well, Golden Day pretty much you know gave you the synopsis. You know, you got these. Five kids uh, that um, had to, for different reasons, had to serve a Saturday school. And their Saturday school was a hell of a lot different than the Saturday schools I, I served. But anyway. <laughs> I, Triton didn't have a Saturday school. You just had after school detention. Yeah. We never did a Saturday thing, which yeah. is, I think, was always a. Uh, uh, bring in for me it was like Saturday school. Really, this is weird. But yeah, and you know they're all all five are different. You got you got the 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 princess of the school, which is Molly Ringwald. You got the jock, which is um, Emilio Estevez. Emilio. 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 You if you watch him. a <laughs> American Dad, Emilio. <laughs> <laughs> um, then you had, you know, the criminal, which was Jed Nelson. Uh-huh. You had the nerd, Anthony Michael Hall. Then Allie Sheed as the, the basket, basket case. case. Yeah. yeah. I, I I don't know if she was really a basket case, though. I think she was just different. <laughs> I don't know the basket case was. But that's what she considered the basket case. And they were presided over by... The vice principal principal of the school, uh, Richard Vernon, played by Paul Gleason, who, you know, he played that role beautifully, I thought, you know. Um, oh, he did an amazing job. Yeah, he did amazing job. And I don't – now, do we want to get into blow-by-blow blow of the movie or just kind of run it down – Let's just talk about let's let, let's talk about the characters. Let's talk okay. about uh, let, well. Let's start with talk. Let's talk about Ali Sheedy's character, Ali the Sheedy, basket case. The basket case. Um, what was uh, um, 
Damn, I'm trying to remember now. What was her name in the movie? Uh, um, I'll tell you here in a minute. Um, I as soon as I see it, um, Allison. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking <laughs> yeah. it was Allison. Allison but, Reynolds. Yeah. So they consider the basket <laughs> case. I don't necessarily. To me, a basket case is not quite what they what she portrayed in that movie. She just she was a little eccentric. She she was definitely a klepto. She definitely yeah, stole yeah. She every stole fucking everything. thing. Yeah, and uh, she just basically carried everything she stole around in this giant bag. Mm-hmm. And you know, for her character comes a long way in, in that Saturday. Yeah. She kind of opens up to everybody, and and uh, you know, she just kind of seemed like a. Um, uh, a recluse, you know, yeah, somebody just who just walked. didn't come out of her room. She yeah. was an artist. Uh, you know, they show her uh, yeah. in the movie where she draws this beautiful scenery yeah. and then takes her dandruff to make it snow. No, you, know? Yeah. you know, it's just that very, that yeah, little piece, very artistic. But, yes. Yeah. So I don't know that the basket case yeah. is really what I would call her, but that's what they call her. And one of the cool things she does in the movie, if I if I remember, if I've heard this right, there's a scene where John Bender's got a knife and he stabs it into the one statue there. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden you just see her hands reach yeah, over. Yeah, reach over and grab the knife. <laughs> yeah. She, I guess, she just did that sporadically. That wasn't oh, really? planned. Yeah. That, if I've understood right, that was just, she improvised that, you know. <laughs> and I thought, that is so perfect. No, it was absolutely <laughs> perfect. Yeah, yeah, her just reaching up and pulling that <laughs> knife out of there. And, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, and her character was not sentenced. The Saturday school. She was there because she had nothing better to nothing do. Nothing better to do. Yep. Um, she was, negle- she, you know, she always figured she was neglected by her parents mm-hmm. and uh, and she always wanted to run away. You know, she wanted us to get out. And I think that comes back to what you were just saying. She, that's why she was there. Yeah. She just had nothing else to do. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's either set at home and, you know, deal with uh you know, some uh, shitty ass parents, or mm-hmm. go and hang out, and basically yeah. eat um, sugar and uh, corn and corn pops. Uh, what was it? Pop? Cheetos? Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> I don't know, man. I want to oh, say it was Captain Crunch. It was Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. Gotcha. Sugar, I think, and I don't know. <laughs> on man. a on a on a. Uh, Did you ever try that sandwich? No, I because I know people who have. Yeah, and did they <laughs> like it? I don't think so. Because <laughs> she, she didn't use sugar. She used pixie sticks. Oh, pixie sticks. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's sugar. Well, pretty much. Colored sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she scrunched it down. Yeah. Listen, you stop eating your stop eating your finger. You're going to be you ain't going to be hungry for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on Great to uh, who do you want to move on to? Uh, let's go to. Go to Claire Standage. Oh, she's the next yeah. one on my list. That's why. <laughs> Better known as Molly Ringwald, Lord. the princess. The princess. She was in there because she skipped school to go shopping. shopping. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Did you ever skip school to go shopping? I skipped school to go to the mall. We didn't shop, but uh-huh. we went to the mall. Went and hung out. Oh, that was funny. We went to the mall and it wasn't even open yet. Just all the old people walking around doing laps. Doing laps. <laughs> yep. Been there, done that. Yeah, I was like, oh. Hell. Done that in Muncie one time when <laughs> I was down there. Uh, so, anyways, Claire is, uh, you know, she is the prom queen. She is 
you know, the popular girl. Uh, but, you know, that's for her. That was, you know, at school, at home, you know, uh, the parents are getting a divorce. Uh, um, you know, she's trying to figure out how to pit one against the other, you know, to get more out of because she's very wealthy. Yeah. And they well, she said that they endlessly use her to get back at one. another. Right. Right. Yeah. You know? But she she's not. She's not an innocent bystander in that. She's using and abusing that, too. But Well, yeah, who wouldn't? I mean, like, uh, as a teenage kid. How about those diamond rings, Claire? Uh, Claire. <laughs> I bet those were Christmas presents. Weren't they, Claire? I bet you didn't earn the money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I got for Christmas? It was a okay. damn fine better year at the old Bender house. <laughs> got a carton of fucking cigarettes. <laughs> Dad grabbed me up by the tomb and said, hey, smoke up, Johnny smoke Boy. Smoke up, Johnny Boy. <laughs> God, I love this fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the listeners were just going right along with us. You know they were oh, all spouting yeah. off. Oh, field. yeah. Smoke up, Johnny Boy. Smoke up, Johnny. This is what you get at my house when you spill paint in the garage. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I mean, an interesting character. She kind of comes around and... Uh, yeah. Uh, towards the end, she works with uh, Allison, because yeah. Allison was basically had the long hair that was all down her face. Yeah, real. And at the at the, she was kind of grunge before grunge was, was cool. Thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so you know, Claire takes her off and into another room and and basically fixes her up and and you know, Ali Sheedy is a beautiful, beautiful girl mm-hmm. and. They really, I mean, oh, you know, yeah. that really shined in that in that moment of that movie oh, when they yeah. brought her out. And it's like, fuck, she's hot. But you know, uh, acting there to easily get ta- get directed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Emilio Estevez, <laughs> also known as Andrew Clark. Andrew Clark. <laughs> I have such a deep admiration for guys who <laughs> roll around the floor with other guys. <laughs> We're tight. That we're the required uniform. Tight. Tight. <laughs> Um, obviously uh, uh, Andrew Clark is the athlete he is the wrestler Um, you know once again he is one of the popular kids him and Claire are friends in their clique and uh, he is actually in there in detention for taping Larry Lester butt cheek together (laughs) and uh, let's face it if any of them deserved to be there, I was it was it was Emilio, it was Andrew Clark. He, it's true. Because I think everything everybody else did was pretty damn minor. Yeah. Well, maybe not uh, John Bender, but we'll get that in a minute. Uh, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, it was minor, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. Forgive me. He didn't do anything. Um, I had to look ahead. I can't remember. All I could think of was, uh, you know. What if your dope was on fire? What if your dope was on Impossible, sir. It's in Johnson paint. <laughs> but Emilio, uh, he comes to terms with his thing uh, in in there, too, about, yeah. you know, he thinks about what Larry had to do when he went home because, yeah. you know, he talks about it in the movie about how he jumps on him yeah. and just, you know, starts wailing on him and then mm-hmm. tapes, you know, his butt and cheeks he's very together. hairy. He's a very hairy guy. Yeah, yeah. And then going home to Larry happened to go home and tell his dad yeah, what that, happened. Yeah. And, and the, what do you say? The humiliation, you know, yeah. the fucking humiliation he must have felt. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting turn at that point because he kind of just, he kind of learned. He's like, wait a second. Yeah. 
very 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 cool i mean yeah because he kind of you know and it's something like yeah and we'll get into the each one of these kids are basically are product of what their parents have made them absolutely and you know that was you know and he says it he did it because he thought he was going to impress his dad because right. dad says he never cut loose right so yeah mm-hmm. i mean it, it, yeah once again molly ringwall her parents what she's going through uh mm-hmm. ali sheedy uh you know, you being know ignored yeah you know. Now you got Emilio, and he's doing this because his, no. he wants to impress his no. dad. Yeah, and his dad could care less what he did. It's the fact that he might blow his ride. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's worried about the scholarship. Yeah, and it's like, you know, what an asshole, you know. Your kid fucking maimed a kid, you yeah. know, and you're all worried about, I'm going to blow your college yeah. ride. Yeah. Well, fuck that college ride. I'm going to beat my kid's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, Anthony Michael Hall. Uh, played Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. Uh, Okay, so I mean, no, no offense, but uh, man, that's pretty, uh, pretty basic name. (laughs) Brian Johnson. Could have gave. I went to school with the Brian Johnson. Wasn't Brian Johnson the lead singer of ACDC? Yeah, I went to school with him. (laughs) Different (laughs) Brian Johnson. Actually, I think there was a couple Brian Johnsons that I went to. It's a very very vanilla name, but um, Brian was actually known as the Brain. He was a smart kid. Or was he, Frankie? He was book smart, (laughs) but I don't think he was... He really... I don't think he had a lot of common sense to him on how to handle shit. True, true. Um, You know, a a prime example of, uh, you know, not being able to handle stuff is like, uh, didn't didn't, um, Bender ask him if he ever been with a girl? And he was like, you know, puts his finger up on his mouth and is like, any any emotions towards Claire? And it's like... Why uh, that doesn't even make any sense to me why you would do that in that situation when she is like fucking 10 feet away from you because you know it's about to get outed. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah, you said it too. Yeah, and <laughs> so now you know, uh, he had to deal with that humiliation mm-hmm. of being called out and being like, uh, you know, he should have just stuck with the numerous girls in the Canada area, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> but Brian was the brain. He was book smart, like Frankie said. But yeah. he had his trouble came because he couldn't pass his shop class. Yeah, he 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 couldn't create. He couldn't get the fucking light to come on in that elephant. Yeah, that elephant thing. Pulled the trunk. Couldn't get the fucking elephant to come on. <laughs> you know, and he felt bad because you know, as he said. You know, have you seen some of the people who take shop? Yeah, and then yeah. <laughs> John Bender, I take I shop. Take shop. <laughs> but, um, so what does he do now? He's 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 feeling upset that mm-hmm. he's gonna blow his um, uh, GPA average. Yeah. You know, he he has a very high GPA yeah. average. So now he's really concerned and he's depressed about this. So he brings a flare gun to school. Thinking, I, I, I'm honestly, I mean, you know, everybody's thinking it, you know, that he is going to kill himself in school. No, I mean, at this point, okay, people, this is a sensitive subject when yeah. when you come to this. So we're talking suicide. We're talking, you know, bringing a weapon to school, yeah. which is 
in in today's society is uh, you know a total different scenario than it was in in 1984 yeah 1985 sorry um so they could talk about these things in movies i don't think they'll i don't think this would be a scenario in 2003 i don't think they would discuss him bringing a gun what year 2003 2003 yeah why are Did we I say 2003? Yeah. <laughs> like, 2023. Why are we talking 2023? I want to go back. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to 2003. Mm-hmm. Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, bear with us as we'll, we'll get through this real quick. But yeah. uh, they, he never says, he never physically says he's going to kill himself with this flare gun. But I think they ask him, and he's like, well, I didn't do it, do I? Yeah, Did yeah. I? Yeah. Um, but the flare gun goes off in his locker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he is and in detention, yeah. because he got caught with this in school. And, you know, that, you know like that sensitive subject, but, you know, that's why, and he had said, he can't have, he can't have a, what do you say, a C or a D? Yeah, something like that. And he said, he said, he can't have a D, and his parent certainly Def, can't yeah. have a D. And that's why I, and I guess I can't say that directly why, but that's one of the reasons that I never put pressure on my kid to right. do, to be grade eight students, although my son was. Right, right, right. But I never pressured him to do it because you can't put that kind of pressure on no. your kids, you know? And that's because that's what happens. Yes. You know? Yeah, you end up with scenarios like this. Um, yeah, his parents' constant pressure on him to get good grades drove him to all that. So he has a complete breakdown in the in yeah. the uh, in the little circle yeah. conversation that they have. In because later they in the didn't movie. think he had the type of pressures. Yeah, because Claire makes some statement about you don't understand the pressures that people like me and Andrew have. Right. You don't hang out with those kind of people. Right. And like, you don't think I know pressure, Claire? Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have just done the dialogue. I know. We should have just read the whole fucking movie. We just should have went through it. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. Anthony Michael Hall plays Brian Johnson, uh, the brain, which brings us to my favorite character in the movie, and I'm sure it's Frankie's favorite oh, character. Oh, yeah. The hero. The hero. The, the zero hero. Uh, it is Judd Nelson who plays John Bender. John is considered the criminal. Yeah. So, John is actually in Saturday detention because he got caught pulling the fire alarm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you would think he would have been the one taping some guy's ass together. You know? Yeah, you would think that, yeah. <laughs> or, or uh, uh, as you find out later, you know, John likes to smoke a little bit of the weed. And, uh, yep. you know, he has it stashed in his locker, Who, which at one point they they leave the library to go get it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, um, which in turn turns to the... The one of our favorite is like, no, sir, it's in Brian's pants. Yeah. <laughs> um. He he is the ba- he is the bad boy. Mm-hmm. He is the criminal. He is the one that, like we said, you know, is abused at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he has cigar burns on his arm for spelling the spilling paint, paint in, the, in, the in the garage. 
Uh, so did Chico Noise ask him to show you. <laughs> what? What? No. 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 I kid. I kid. I kid. Not true. <laughs> I was trying to come back with some smart ass comment, but um, uh, so yeah, I mean, John is is our favorite character because he is the rebel, and he mm. was the one that spoke up and was a badass, mm. and and you know him and Vernon's argument, and he's like. <laughs> Do you, you, you know, you just get, you just got yourself another Saturday. Good. You know. Are you done yet? Eat no. my <laughs> shorts, you know. Barry Manilow know you raid his wardrobe. <laughs> <laughs> no, he ended up with like two months of detention. Yeah. I'm like, don't, you got to learn to shut the fuck yeah, up. Don't because. mess with the bull. You'll get, get the, the horns. horns. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, John Bender was definitely our favorite character, and yeah. he has the most memorable uh, lines yeah, throughout was, the movie. Yeah, I, and and the the thing that was funny about it, I thought, is he was probably the most honest person. Oh, absolutely. You know, I don't think he said anything that was fabricated or lied. Right. But, you know, it was all truth, and he was making people look at themselves. He was making these other people look at yeah, themselves. Yeah, in, in, in all reality, in, in the set down, I mean, when they set down in the movie and they are just talking, I mean, he's the one that makes everybody kind of bring it all out, you know? Mm-hmm. He starts with Claire, and Claire kind of works it from there, and, and the next thing O'Brien comes out, and then... And then uh, Andrew kind of comes through. So, I mean, it all starts with him. Everybody knows John. John's an honest and open open book. Yeah. You know, I still want to know what the punchline is for the joke. Uh, no punchline. I have looked into that a lot, and there was no punchline. Yeah. It was something that was made up. And We got to come up. We got to make up a punchline. Yeah, punch they line. needed to come up with the punchline. Yeah. Line. Damn it, John. John Hughes. You he, s- it, for those who haven't seen it, he tell he gets taken out by Vernon, and he gets locked in a janitor closet yeah. or some type of closet, you know, because he's just being disruptive. Uh-huh. So Vernon takes him out and puts him in a separate room. Well, he's climbing through the ro- the ceiling. Yeah, which still makes no sense <laughs> to me how he's climbing over those ceiling tiles yeah, like yeah. that. But he's climbing through the ceiling. And as he's walking to keep his mind off what he's doing, he's telling a joke. Yeah. And as he gets to the punchline, he falls through. And, <laughs> and he made a ruckus. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of... Whoop. <laughs> Was that the ruckus, sir? <laughs> no. <laughs> I heard a ruckus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you have the infamous uh, beaver shot of uh, quote-unquote Molly Ringwall. Yeah, there, yeah there, people have complained about that. Because in real life, she was only like 16. Oh, yeah. And Judd yeah. Nelson was like 21. Right. And they didn't like the idea of him putting his head, a 21-year-old putting his head in between the legs of a 16-year-old. 16 16 and that yeah, probably isn't right. I would probably tend to agree with that. But, folks, it's a movie. Well, she also sticks lipstick in between her boobs. Her so boobs. You guys, did, you, did we have an issue with that, people? Never heard anybody have an issue with that. Yeah, exactly. So get over it. It's a fucking movie. <laughs> and I think, was that really her, though, that he stuck his head Oh, in probably her? not. That's what I'm saying. I probably mean, not. You know, I mean. In the movie, they're the same age, so it don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's okay. Quit, quit worrying about it, folks. It's, mm-hmm. It'll be all right. But, yeah, John has a full-on argument uh, with uh, Vernon. 
who was played by, I know this, Paul Gleason. Yeah, there he is, Paul Gleason, who was the uh, vice principal of uh, of the school, and he oversees all the Saturday detention. Yes, he. I, it's hard to describe him because he. He really just does that have no respect for the kids at right. all. No matter what their It's a, it's a whole Cartman thing like respect my authority. Yeah, respect my authority. You know, mm-hmm. I mean legitimately, you know, he's the man in charge and yeah. everybody should listen to what yeah. he says and respect him and and you yeah. know Yeah, he I, doesn't yeah, a lot of the teachers that I I remember a lot of people thought, Oh, they show favoritism to the popular kids and right. he didn't. He didn't like any of them. No, you know, he especially didn't like Bender. Bender, yeah, you know, absolutely hated Bender, and I think it was um, probably nobody liked him either. Well, absolutely, yeah, nobody mm-hmm. nobody respected him. I think that's what pissed him off more than anything else is that he demanded respect, but nobody respected him. Now you earn respect, you don't demand respect. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah, I mean it's true. I mean. I have a hard time respecting somebody that's going to not respect me or treat right. me like shit. Yeah, you know? exactly. Exactly. So, but, yeah, uh, I believe that, uh, you know, Vernon had an ulterior motive. And then I'm trying to remember. He has a long conversation in the basement with uh, with Carl. With Carl, the janitor. The janitor, um, who is the eyes and the ears of the institution. institution. <laughs> the eyes and the ears of this here institution. Um, but I'm trying to remember. They talk about that. Oh, he's like, yeah, because he, uh, Vernon makes the comment because they're down there. Vernon's going through like student files files, or something, and they're down there drinking a beer. Yeah, exactly. They they got beer. They're drinking beer together, and Vernon makes the comment about what happened to the kid today, and Carl makes the comment that. It's a comment that I that I use to this day still when okay. I talk about this subject. The kid didn't change, you did. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it's true. When you get older, you look at things different. You know? And that's another reason. That's something I've always tried to do is I've tried to look at things through kids' eyes. Right. You know, and understand, okay, when I was that age, and my wife can't understand that because I was not hard on my kids. Maybe I should have been. More so, but I tried to understand that what they were thinking in their mind made perfectly perfect sense. Just like in my mind, the stupid stuff I did it made, made perfectly, perfectly sense. good sense. Yeah. So you know they weren't going to listen to me because they thought I was wrong. Right. You know, so I just tried to explain my experiences and and let it go, go from there. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah, he made that comment. And I was like that comment. You know, that reached me. You know. Right. Like, yeah. You know, kids don't really change. I mean, they do, but. Right. Not to the degree we change, I don't think. It's true. We we kind of go through our whole motions and, and kind of grow up and, and then think that, you know, I know a lot of people that think that the world owe them some big, massive something or other, and mm-hmm. and it doesn't really necessarily work out that way. Yeah. And Because there is a scene where, you know, show Carl as the high school man of the year. 
It's a, if you, you know, you know, I missed that. Pl- is it a plaque? Yeah, the plaque it says whatever man of the year, uh-huh. and he's right in you know, it's the center one. Yeah, his right picture on. of Carl. Damn, I have to go back and watch. Look yeah, for that. That's yeah. a little thing that you know a lot of people don't catch. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's the Easter egg shit. Yeah. Isn't it? So he was somebody in school, right? And it, it was kind of like the message, like, hey, look, even the most popular guy in school, right, can become the janitor. So respect the janitor as much as you respect the president. That's know? right. Damn it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, John John actually comes back after their little uh, escapade through the school. Um, they went down the wrong hallway, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he, John basically gives himself up, and yeah. Vernon comes after him in the gymnasium, and that's when he puts him in there. Yeah. And then he sneaks out and gets back in there, and... Uh, they proceed to sp- the fire up and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, do the big dance scene. Yeah. And, uh, Got my doobage? Can I yeah. bump my doobage? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, they do that, and they then they have their little circle conversation, and uh, they talk Brian into writing the essay, which yeah. they were all supposed to write at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, and, that was their punishment. Yep. Yeah, they all had to write an essay dating who they thought they were. Yep. And so he writes it out, and that is how we end the movie with uh, Vernon reading um, the essay that Brian wrote. Um, Molly Ringwall, or, or Claire, sorry, Claire sneaking into Bender's uh, closet, because he does go back to the closet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, then, you know, I, I don't want to say making out, but, you know, well, they, they shared kissed. a kiss. I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, um, and he does the biggest thing that Claire said, you know, it's about saying how her parents try to use her against each other. Uh-huh. And he's like, don't I fit perfectly in that capacity? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, of course, Andrew and um, Allison, you know, Andrew, like like Frankie said, uh, he, he popped a bone when yeah, uh, she walked out yeah. all done up. Yep. So. Ding. Her last, they, as as they're uh, leaving the school, um, they share a kiss outside, and she steals one of the patches off of his Letterman jacket. <laughs> um, you know, classic. Uh, and uh, you know, Molly or uh, Claire gives uh, John one of her diamond earrings, which he was uh, you know talking about yeah. earlier in the movie, and. You know, he walks across the football field. Putting in the earring. Putting in the earring. The oh. arm up. Simple Minds is Don't Forget About, about me. me. Blaring up. Forget about me. <laughs> there you go. I'll be alone. Dancing, Dancing you, you know, know it, baby. baby. <laughs> Tell me. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I, <laughs> I know that. I almost know that song by heart, yeah, too. Exactly. It's a, it's mm. a classic. And uh, roll credits. And yeah. we, uh, I'm trying to find the... Um, the essay Brian wrote. I'm going to read it, but I can't find it. It wasn't on the... I'm sure. It probably is somewhere. I probably have overlooked it. But... Well, since you got it up, you want to read it? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, let's read that final essay because it's really good, actually. I like it. I think this is it. Let me let me read it, and if it's wrong, then you can just throw shit at me. Okay. Dear Mr. Burning. we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for... Whatever it was, we did wrong. But we think you're crazy for making us write an essay telling you who we think we are. 
you see us as you want to see us in the simplest terms in the most convenient definitions but what you but what we found out is that each of us is a brain and an athlete and a basket case a princess and a criminal does that answer your question sincerely yours the breakfast club that, that's great because that that's perfect i think yeah i mean i i think that a lot of society you just see people how you see them oh absolutely you know you're walking down the street and we're all guilty of it and don't say you never done it because i know you have oh, absolutely you look at somebody and you automatically judge them criminal no no princess that guy the druggie the guy you know. diva yeah you know bitch bitch Oh, wait. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that was me walking the halls in, in, in high school. That Bitch. was just me leaving the house. <laughs> Bitch. What? <laughs> well, you know what the difference between a bitch and a slut is, right? Um, no, go ahead and tell me. A slut will sleep with anybody. A bitch will sleep with everybody but you. Ah, oh, that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we all got jokes now, don't we? <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, though, no, it's like one of my all-time favorite movies. And I mean, and I always wanted a sequel. Cause what happened the ne- when they went back to school Monday? I always wanted to know. Were, did they all get along? Were they all buddies? they start their own clique? Um, or did they go back to being who they were? I believe they probably went back to being who they were. Because, I mean, the movie makes you believe that Claire and John were now dating. Uh I don't know if he was one he was dating or one he just considered. Um, (laughs) Another line from the movie. Um, um, uh, Andrew and Allison, Allison. you know, were supposedly together. I... Mm, I bet that one followed through. That one I could see. John and Claire, I don't think I could see that one. Um, I don't see Brian and John being friends. I definitely don't see Claire giving two shits about any of them but Andrew. I think she went right back into that princess mode and and uh, didn't. I I mean, I don't know. I want to think for the best that, you know, they all remain friends. and. You know what you should do is you should write a script called The Breakfast Club, too. I have. You do? Why did you not submit that for... Uh... Because my writing partner got put in prison. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be the best time for him to fucking work on it. <laughs> yeah, you would think. But anyway, it was a, it was a she. And I haven't oh. heard from her since. So. Damn it. All right, fair enough. Um. Yeah, we, we'd had a script we wrote out, you know, nice. to where they got together. Like, individually, they hadn't really hung out. But my premise was... Was John and Claire. Claire were still together, and Allison and Andrew were still together. But they decided to all get back together, throw a party, and invite a friend to try to get more people to combined in. Uh-huh. Well, the thing is, is, the original Breakfast Club guys, they get locked in the basement, and all their friends are stuck upstairs, not knowing where they went. Oh. And so you're getting a different... You know, a different group getting to know each other, and and it turns out, you know, their story between the other, the the, the original cast, where Allison ends up she's pregnant, oh. and you know, and I, Andrew blew his ride yeah. when he blew his load. <laughs> no, yeah, probably, maybe, 
but you know i can't and i can't remember all the details we had in but yeah but they had each had a friend from their specific areas of school right they're from their clique that were stuck up there doing different things and kind of went along the same premise but different uh, hey, it never man. got finished. Listen, that is now owned by <laughs> Golden Mojo Entertainment because yeah. <laughs> Frankie's spoken on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Colton? I just stole some Frankie ideas. Anyway. <laughs> no, please. Somebody wants to make it. I mean, obviously, you can't use the same actor because, well, they're our age and older now. That's so. true. That's true. But, uh, yeah, that'd be kind of difficult. Hmm. But. Yeah, I hadn't thought could, about that. You could mm-hmm. recast and redo the original Breakfast Club and then do the sequel with the new actress. Yes, I, I would love that. But you'd have to, That's one of the, my movies that I don't want people to change. Right. Well, you don't have to change it. You but could I keep would watch it, it. You could keep it identical. Well, I think maybe it, you get It's hard a, to keep them identical the, when the you The Brian thing might be a little t- t- tough to get through this time around. Yeah, I don't think so, but... You don't you know, think that, so? No. I mean, it's okay. the same. Those kids are going through the same shit now that we went through when we were kids. Right. I, I mean. I I won't disagree with you. I, I mean, that's just my my yeah. my opinion. I won't know? disagree with you. All right, Frankie, we need to get out of here. All right, I'm not done talking about this. Okay, we'll keep going. No, I'm <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. No, no. I, no, it's just a great movie. I didn't know if... um. If you wanted to go down any of like who played the parent dropping them off or that's uh, kind of interesting. I mean, uh, well, we talked about we talked about John Hughes actually playing Brian's dad. Yeah. Uh, so you know we talked about it in our John Hughes episode yeah. that he that he had yeah. done that. Uh, you got a couple other ones. Yeah. You got uh, a couple other big ones that, that we didn't talk about. Brian's mom and little sister. In the movie, uh-huh. we're actually his mom and little sister. No shit. Yeah, we're actually Anthony Michael Hall's. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, and her name was uh, Brian's mom, with Mercedes <laughs> Hall, and they don't I don't think they give her sister's name. Oh, Mary Christian. Yeah, with Brian's sister. Uh, Tim Gamble of Mister Standage. He's the father of Claire. Um. I don't know who the parents are of. Never heard of him. John Hughes with Mr. Johnson, which right. we already said. Uh, Brian didn't have a ride, so his dad was Ron Dean. I don't know. He bitching about him blowing his ride. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Then yeah, that yeah, I just thought that was interesting. And then there was a couple, a couple almost get well one casting that got changed which was um the janitor which was originally Rick Moranis Oh I guess and, I didn't know it, that it, but they decided that wasn't the way they wanted to go with it and that when they brought in uh yeah uh, 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 uh John Capelos Whatever I can't Capellos yeah. Capellos I don't know I says his last name, but but they didn't like the way he did this Russian accent and the janitor, so they just totally changed the character. Who the way Ray Moranis Mor- Moranis did it? So gotcha. they just changed it, brought in a total different. Right on. 
Which I didn't think. Yeah, I don't think it would have fit. I mean, Rick Moranis. I, I he, don't see it. I just, I mean. I don't see it, but he is. Rick Moranis, nothing against him. Right. He's awesome, but. Yeah, I don't see him fitting in that movie. And I think, you know, and I think there was other people that casted that were looked at as being casted. Right. But, you know, I think, like, originally Emilio was casted as uh, Bender. Oh, really? Yeah. But then they, you know, they switched it up. Because that's what he tried out for. That's what he wanted with Bender. Everybody wanted Bender. Obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going would, in, you want to be that role. Yeah. Uh, and I, like, but I think Molly Ringwald, she wanted to be Allison. Really? Yeah. So. I mean, it, you know, to look at it and think about it, I just don't get it. Yeah. I, you know, it may have worked, but I think when you watch a movie so many times like I have and Golden Jay has, yeah, you just can't see it any no. other way. It just wouldn't, don't seem it would work. Looks like, like a, it, it looks to me like Claire had auditions by Robin Wright, Jodie Foster, Diane Lane, and Laura Dern. Yeah, I, and I don't see any of them. I mean, I could see Laura Dern maybe yeah, going yeah, as Laura a, Dern. a young, yeah, Laura, young Dern. Laura Dern. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, because they didn't get you know, and not that Molly Ringwald was an attractive girl. But yeah. they didn't get some blonde bombshell typical, typical princess. No, they prom got. Queen. I yeah. think she was more realistic of yeah. what, like the kids we went to school with. Absolutely, would have been considered. Yeah. Um, well, and you know, John, John uh, had a long-standing career. You know, uh, yeah. collaboration with Molly too. You know. They did Pretty in Pink. They did Sixteen Candles. They did mm-hmm. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, you know they worked together on a lot of things. So I mean, I always just kind of figured uh, uh, she was just a gimme for Breakfast Club because they'd already worked on Sixteen yeah, Candles together. Yeah, in Pro- I mean, I, yeah, I know he was a big fan of hers, and I, I think the only one that was actually a given was Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. I think he would actually just automatically, he got the role, nobody right. else. Yeah, because him and, once again, him and John Hughes, they, they worked back, together on yeah. 16 Candles, and uh, they kind of went back together. And I think that even blows into, because uh, Weird Science was a John Hughes, yeah. Hughes movie too, yeah. right? So, I mean, I mean that kind of falls into play with yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. And still today, I mean, still today, Anthony Michael Hall, when you see him, he's an amazing actor. <laughs> He's doing great things. Oh, yeah. I loved him when, this has been years ago, we did The Dead Zone, which was a Mm -hmm. reboot of uh, uh, Christopher Walken's uh, uh, Dead Zone. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall did it. It was pretty great. Yeah, I I liked it when they put him in um, the new Halloween film that came out. Oh, nice. A couple years, yeah. Yeah, I liked seeing him in that. I thought he did a great job. Doesn't look like the same... Brian Johnson, right. you know. Right, 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 right. Okay, I got one more question for you, okay. and then we hit, get out of here. All right, hit me with it. What character in high school do you think you most related with? Oh, I mean, yeah, it's John Bender. John I, Bender. I was a, minus a couple things, you know, yeah. but uh, um, no, I don't know. You know, uh, let me think about that a second. Okay, because, I'll answer real quick while you're thinking. Okay. Um, I... And this is going to sound weird, and you're going to say, how the hell is that possible? 
I was this weird combination between Allison, Andrew, and John. I was kind of like those three met together, and that's who I was. And I know it's weird, but it really was because I played sports, but I hung out with the partiers. Right. And I'm a kind of a loner. You know, I'm a kind of, you know, left alone, you know, by my kind of ignored for the most part in life. Well, I'm going to have to take, I have to take it down. I have to narrow it down by, you know, I, I wasn't Brian. I wasn't no, a brain. No, not even close. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't really Andrew because I wasn't an athlete at all. Yeah. Um, I wasn't the prom princess. And I definitely not what I heard. One time you wear a fucking dress, <laughs> Jesus. Um, and I wasn't a basket case. I mean, uh, you know, but you know, the, to be honest, I wasn't a criminal. Yeah. So I mean, the closest to me would be, I was a rock star, which would be you know, once back again yeah. to go. And You're a part of the audiovisual club. <laughs> <laughs> so I am more like Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and the physics club. The physics club. The club, yeah. <laughs> Sad and demented, oh. <laughs> but semi-social. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess a uh, mix between Brian and John, I mean, if you're really going to look at it, uh, was definitely not a brain, but not not yeah. a criminal. So um, I'll be uh, I'll be Carl. I was Carl. Carl, the janitor. Yeah. I'm in the eyes and the ears of the institution. There you go. Of Kaziakko. If you ever go to Kaziakko uh, Community Hospital. I am the eyes and the ears, baby. He you reads your notes. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your conversation. I go through your lockers. We go through your lockers. <laughs> you don't know well, it. You know just got it. fired. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. He, he 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 kidding, J-Dub. <laughs> don't fire him. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> all right man we do need to get out of here right. uh thank you for listening to the golden ladies we hope you've enjoyed our reminiscing of the breakfast club as i am wearing my brand new bread i i bought this like two months ago waiting for this for this pod my oh, breakfast yeah. club we have put up. this episode we have talked about doing this for a long time uh, for a long time it and was, this is like i think probably our best episode it's it's been wonderful mm-hmm. <laughs> um if you liked what you heard, then let us know. Uh, TheGoldenImage80s at gmail.com. Uh, give us a shout-out. Who do you think you best associated with uh, from the Breakfast Club? If you, uh, you know, it was it John? Was it Brian? Or was it Carl? You just never know. Um, go check out Golden Mojo ENT for all of your merchandise uh, needs. We do have sweatshirts and uh, T-shirts and, and pint glasses. Golden Jay has been super busy and hasn't got anything new up. Um, I need to get after that. So go, but go check. I got it an out. idea. I got an idea for a new shirt. Let's get a bunch of the, the host uh-huh. and do the Breakfast Club host. Because that 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 picture is iconic. It really is. And I mean, I've seen it used so much for different movies, and absolutely, you know, I think we should get a T-shirt like that for uh, Golden okay. Mojo. Get like some of us uh-huh. <laughs> posing like that. Done. Done. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get to be John, though. Okay. <laughs> you can be Brian. <laughs> Hell, I'll be the basket case. I don't care. I'll be any of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Forget about Claire. I'm thinking of making J Dub the best. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, you're right. You're, you're right. right. Make go and um, who who am I thinking now? I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about more go, of this. We yeah. gotta go. We gotta go. So go check out Golden Mojo ENT for all your merchandise, and you know, go check out the Golden Age page on there. There's a picture of me and Frankie on there, yeah. looking like badass motherfuckers. I'm just saying. Um, also, check out all the other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Podcast Network, which include the Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, uh, United States Paranormal, Indiana Chiefs fans, Murd Nerds, and A Court of Books and Booze. We got a little bit of everything for everybody. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong. All right, guys. Thank you for uh, hanging out with us. We hope you enjoyed, and we will see you again next week. Later. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you.